the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, Karen. Morning. Monks roasting on an open fire. Eleven shopping days of Christmas, Karen. Uh, I know, I haven't even started. Yes, that's what I should be, my weekend plans. You listen to Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell. Getting into the holiday season, right? Merry Christmas to Mm -hmm. everyone. Uh, It's coming fast, right? Um, You know, Carrie, last week I was talking about, you know, I was hoping that Time Magazine would name Adam Schiff as the person of the year. No, but... I should be back in school, on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. This may even be worse. I think so. I saw that headline and I thought, never want to read a Time magazine again. Greta Thunberg, obviously, you know the youngest individual ever to win the award. Oh. And, and when do you, when do you give Person of the Year to sixteen-year-olds, Carrie? I mean, not even that. But what has she done? Honestly, what accomplishments has she had? I don't know. I think there are people that do a lot. Yeah, you know, that would have been better appropriate. She said she started worrying about global warming when she was age eight. Okay. I don't even remember being age eight. I sure didn't worry about political issues or global warming as a kid. Yeah, very much. Um, so time is trying to like make the case, right? You know, and, and you know, they just said, well, you know, it's kind of like that. It's a, it's a, a once a generation. You know, every generation is a familiar story. You know, across the world, right? Every generation, you know, there is an indigent teenager in a sudden burst of rebellion. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, meaningful change rarely happens without the galvanizing force of influential individuals. And in 2019, the Earth's existential crisis found one Greta Thunberg. Wonderful. Speaking of existential crisis, you know, that was Dictionary's word of the year. Speaking of things of the year, right? Oh, goodness. Uh, So existential, you know, concern with the nature of human existence as determined by the individual's freely made choices. Hmm. So that was Dictionary's word of the year. Mm -hmm. And, of course, time picked up on that when they named person of the year. Um, You hear Trump's comment about it? Was, no, but I saw, yeah. Okay, President Trump's comments, so ridiculous. Greta must work on her anger management problem, then go into a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta, chill. 
So he got a lot of flack for, for that. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I like the words of the year. Carrie, another one, you know, Cambridge. Okay. All right. Upcycling. Upcycling. What is upcycling? Okay. The activity of making new furniture, objects, etc., out of old or used things or waste material. Isn't that repurpose? Or I thought it was. I don't know. It's ca- as in, you know, the Demo- prob- as in the Democratic Party is struggling in upcycling <laughs> Joe Biden, right? Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. So, and then Oxford, climate emergency. Okay. Um, Marion Webster's had their word of the year, Carrie. Okay. They. Oh, I did hear that. I the said, pronoun. Are you kidding me? Okay. I always thought that was plural, but so, clearly not anymore. All right. So anyway, so we have our person of the year. A um, lot going on this week. You know, the U.K. elections, Boris Johnson, conservative wins. So I guess, Carrie, you know, playing that, you know, burrito bet. We have a burrito bet, right? Which was going to happen first? Trump right. was going to release his tax returns or Brexit. Mm-hmm. I think Brexit's going to win. Okay. okay. Um, we have uh, supposedly. Um, the, the trade. Which trade? We got two trade deals going, Carrie. Right. We have the USMCA. To right. me, that's the important one. Right. That... You know, and, you know, again, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, and then, and then of course, you also, you've got Trump, President Trump saying he is very close on phase one. Maybe it's done already, Carrie. I don't know. You know, with China. Um, and they're going to buy $50 billion of soybeans. Wow. Or some agricultural Jeez. product. You know, where are they going to get that? Okay. Um, but, you know, they say that, the, but the more importantly, that, you know, United States, Mexico, Canada trade agreement, right? That's mm-hmm. going to replace NAFTA. That's big. That's big for us Ohioans. Right. Okay. Um, you know, Ohio is, you know, uh, you know, does a lot of um, business mm-hmm. with our northern and southern uh, partner borders, right? Um Okay, let's see. Ohioans are already selling more goods and services to Canada than any other nation on earth. Last year, Ohio exports to Canada were more than $21 billion. Okay, Mexico is the second largest customer for Ohio products, totaling another $7 billion. Okay, um, so combined, Mexico and Canada account for 51% of all Ohio exports, right? Mm. Um, so, you know, you, know, uh, you know, Ohio's economy thrives on the export of corn, you know, winter wheat, livestock, ethanol, corn, you know, all those things. You know, Canada and Mexico buys a ton of it. All right, so this, this new USMCA is going to be very good, you know, for us in Ohio, for our farmers and, and the ancillary businesses around the farmers, of course, right? It's all matters, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll see that. You know, as far as our own politicians, um, they're getting on board. Um, you know, let's see, uh, you know, between Bob Portman, you know, uh, is saying, you know, uh, long way to government, a significant improvement over the North American free, you know, the NAFTA mm-hmm. you know, that's replacing, right. um, um, you know, after the USMCA is passed in the House, which it did, you know, I'm confident it'll, it'll Senate will approve it. But, you know, Cocaine Mitch isn't going to bring it up, I don't think, before the okay. end of the year, which I'm not sure why. But I think it will get done. But, you know, there's going to be some rough edges around it. Um, you know, even, uh, you know, so we'll see. So that's good news that, you know, to me, that was more important, getting that, you know, USMCA passed. Right. You know, and, and let's see, get some effort going there because everyone agreed it's just going to help Americans. Mm-hmm. So what are we waiting for right now? Right. It shouldn't now, be a, a yeah. debatable. And the China trade deal phase one. Well, we'll wait and see. Right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. Um, we are a financial, we are sponsored by 
the estate planning team, which is a fee-based, Ohio-registered fiduciary planning firm that's been around more than 34 years in the greater Cleveland area, helping people solve problems, save money. And we help people that are working and people who are already in retirement. And um, we have retain comprehensive retainer options. We are known for that comprehensive coordinated, customized plans, but we also help people with hourly planning for people who have specific issues. Maybe they want a little bit of help with. We are not investment advisors. Um, What we do is build these custom financial plans and do these financial modeling. So people, as much as it's about saving money, creating income you need as tax efficiently as possible and using opportunities and avoiding traps, it's about the peace of mind knowing what you need to happen, what needs to happen to have that formal written plan to accomplish your financial goals, whatever they may be, whether it's during goals during your lifetime or goals to your heirs or at passage. And we are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and Super Service Award winners multiple years on Angie's list. And we offer a free no obligation consultation for people to come in and see how our process is different, if our services are appropriate for your needs, and then we can design or give you recommendations on some options. If we can help you, how we think we can help you. And um, we do some preliminary analysis for the free consultation, or you can come in and just see a sample of our our models. And we can do free consultations by phone or in person. Um for people who want to come in and see what that's about. And um, also we have some January planning classes. It's not too early to register for. Um, we'll update it, updated versions of these classes. We have our IRA, we call it tax qualified asset Roth planning class on Wednesday, January 22nd at three o'clock in Middleburg Heights. Now this class, if you are 59 and a half or older and have IRAs, company plans or similar assets, we're going to talk about rules, costly mistakes, and misconceptions. We'll talk about the minimum required distribution tax trap, Roth contributions versus conversion rules and techniques, strategies to minimize taxes on these assets during your lifetime and to your heirs, and updates on tax law changes. And that, again, is it's a free class. There's great handouts we'll be updating. That's Wednesday, January 22nd at 3 o'clock. Then we have our retirement class for people who are close to retirement, typically 10 years or less, or people in retirement. And it's all about issues that impact your lifestyle and long-term financial stability, concerns about the impact of healthcare costs, taxes, inflation, market uncertainty, spending issues, timing of Social Security, and other financial disruptors. And that is on um, January 28th at six o'clock, also in Middleburg Heights. Details are online at financialfoodforthought.com. Um, you can register now, you'll get a confirmation or you can call the office. Um, the free consultation though is about your questions and concerns. And we have already people still coming in this year. We still have some space available, but also people getting on the January schedule, you know, start the year off right, have a financial plan. It's going to give you the peace of mind and clarity, uh, especially if you want to make changes or you're faced with um, some issue you're concerned about in the background. And I just want to remind people, we do not do investments. Most of our clients already work with an existing investment advisor. In many cases, they do the investments on their own. So we fit a piece there that um, is, we that's not what we do. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You listen to Mark Dolly and Kara Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. And the estate planning 
team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 34 years. And over those 34 years, Carrie, yes, we don't focus on investment management, mm-hmm. right? We focus on building economic models or forecasts, projections, you know, looking out into the future. Um, now, again, with any model, you know, you have to maintain it, right, Carrie? You know, it's the, the idea of financial planning is not the idea that, and we saw this, quite frankly, you know, over the last decades is where people thought like the financial planning, it was like buying a mortgage, you know, like mm-hmm. a 30-year mortgage. You do it once and you put it in the sock drawer for right. 30 years. It doesn't work that way. Right. You have to be very active. You have to mm-hmm. maintain it, right? Uh, you know, the idea is, you, you know, you, you make your best assumptions today mm-hmm. on what you think is going to happen. And then you project that out and then using conservative, realistic assumptions for the future, it shows you it's the roadmap of where you're going. Right. But the idea is, you know, as reality replaces or changes an assumption that you made, you know, the wherewithal to go in and change your plan accordingly. That's the discipline of financial planning. It's not the idea that you build a financial model once Mm -hmm. and then just forget about it. No, it's being active about it, you know, and, and that's what we help, you know, and, and we're very active planners. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about, Carrie, about maintenance, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a kind of we're getting here to the end of the year. And a lot of times, Carrie, you know, we've had clients over the years say, well, what am I supposed to be doing with my financial maintenance, right? right. Um, and, you know, and, and you, you've, I'm sure you've seen some of the, uh, you know, what's out there on the internet for your, you know, the DIYI, right? You know, do-it-yourself interneters. Or, you know, if you've seen some of the articles in some of the uh, trade magazines and Which stuff like that. Which are hilarious because those are things that we, you showed me this week and I said, you're like, we've been doing this for years. Right. So you've seen we've the others. So today we'll talk a little bit about our <laughs> process, right? Uh, before I get to that, um, we did have some Fed speak this week, Carrie. So, okay. um, so with no surprise, you know, the Federal Reserve did not raise or uh, cut interest rates, okay? Okay. So uh, Jerome Powell and his colleagues, you know, have, have now said, you know, they're going to be neutral. All right. Um, And apparently, you know, they have successfully navigated this soft landing. Okay. In other words, we did, they did not, you know, you know, you know, and that was a little, it was a little up and down there for the last 18 months with them raising rates up to December last year, then cutting rates three times this year. And, you know, we had an inverted yield curve in between there and we had, you know, Trump calling out Powell and his buddy saying, what are you doing? And, you know, but uh, there are a lot of naysayers. Now, Carrie, you want no, from my, you know, go back and listen to our shows. I'm a Fed, you know, chairman believer. Right. You know, I if I, you know, I've all, you know, going back, not just Jerome Powell. Right. You know, You're Janet saying they're Yellen. very smart people doing that job. Yeah. I mean, you don't get to that position for being a dummy. Right. Okay. Um, and I, I won't say that same. I have that same opinion of our congressman. No. Okay. Um, we have other opinion for Congress. You know, or, you know, that. so, you know, I've, and a lot of people think, now, I don't know if I'm quite in the camp that believes that the Federal Reserve are so smart that we'll never have another U.S. recession. Okay. I think that that's a hope for the best, plan for the worst, but okay. that would be great. But there's no recession in sight, so they say. So it's we're going on, what, 11 years? Um, we go another two to three, you know, four years. Is it going to be 15 years in between recessions? If they can if they can manage one recession every 15 years, how how often do we have to worry about it? 
Okay. Um, now, um, so what did Chairman Powell say? Okay, well, again, he's saying it's not going to be, you know, gangbusters GDP. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're calling for more slow growth. Now, how long have we been saying slow growth economy? You know, that's got to be going for a decade. Right. You know, so what are they projecting? Maybe a 2% GDP for 2020, maybe a bit under 2% for 2021. But still, carry 1.9% GDP is not negative. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know, so we'll see. But it's a far cry from Trump's campaign promise last time of a 3 to 4% GDP. Right. right. We'll see what his campaign promise is next year. Okay. So, all right. So that's it. So anyways, while we're not, you know, while we're all waiting for the next shoe to drop, don't look now, but, you know, the markets are up, what, 25%? You know, I mean, no, but the idea is we're all climbing the wall of worry, right? You know, right. we're all saying, okay, Mark, I know it's going to happen. Or, if you, or you know, how often, Carrie, do we have the uh, new client come in who's looking to retire in the next year or two? And they know, they say, Mark, I know it's going to happen. As soon as I retire, bam, that recession's going to hit. Right. I just know it. Um, you know, and, and again, and you've heard all the investment advisors, you know, we don't manage clients investments, but you've heard all, you know, if you're working with your investment advisors or, or you're doing it yourself and reading the trade magazines, you know, everybody tells you, you can't time the market, right? So what can you do? Well, again, it's the idea of saying, well, you know, go back to the basics, you know, three simple things you can do, you know, one continue to rebalance, right? Right. Um, you know, and don't take on more risk than what you need to be okay, right? Um, secondly, you know, make sure you build up your and have an adequate cash reserve. You know, somewhere where you have liquid assets that you can tap into with not only, you know, no volatility in the markets, right. but also no tax effect, right? Um, you know, you know that, that if you need to get your hands on a lot of cash fast, you don't shoot yourself in the foot tax-wise, right? Um, so the idea of, you know, and while we're waiting for the next shoe to drop, hopefully it will be another two to three years, hopefully longer. But just in case, you know, get prepared. So if you don't have your adequate cash reserve yet, it's not too late to start working on it, right? You chip away at it, you know, and, and, and that gives you flexibility when we do have the next economic downturn, whether it be a U.S. recession or perhaps a bear market crash, right? Um, the third thing is you could go ahead and we're talking about building a financial plan, right, mm-hmm. Carrie? So you could go ahead and model in the next economic downturn, especially if you've got a life-changing event that's happening in the next window period that you think this, is, this economic downturn could occur. Like retirement might like be a good one. Buying a new car, buying a new house. Um, Having a big gift because helping kids out of need. College education, you know, what have you, right? Um, the idea is saying, okay, can I, you know, if I tell the robot to model in an economic downturn, it's not necessarily your plan A, right? right. Maybe your plan R, we call that, mm-hmm. right? Your recession plan. Because I'm just, you know, just for fun, am I still going to be okay when I'm 90 years old if we have a recession in the, in the period that I'm retiring or have this life made, you know, life-changing event, monetarily wise, right? Um, so, yeah, so those are things. So, you know, and then you can see, OK, now I'm modeling that in. And, you know, does it have a material effect on the long term and the longevity of my plan? Some people it will. Some people it won't. But then you also know we can come back and say this is how you need to adjust. Do you need to cut discretionary spending by 10 percent, 20 percent? Do you need to work a year longer or do you need to find some maybe you don't need to keep working what you're doing maybe you can stop working and get a part-time job right. you know 
can you use planning strategies and use windows of opportunity maybe and do some um, long-term tax planning and actually put more money in your pocket? Okay, so that's what we you know kind of do, and then of course once you've got your plan A built, um, then you've got to maintain it, right? So let's talk a little bit about maintenance planning mm-hmm. here, right? And and at the state planning team, we like to think of it as a calendar, you know, a, 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 you know during the year, you know, what in any one month of the year, what should you be working on, right? right. Um, or we have often in cases, it's just kind of guideline. A lot of people do it all at one month. As far as it doesn't mean people come in all that time. Right. Um, it's just the idea that you're saying, OK, and, and the calendar just kind of gets you into that cycle, right? That mm-hmm. annual cycle. Now, of course, in any one year, you may be attaining a milestone age, Carrie. Right. And so your your maintenance planning may revolve around that birth date. Right. Mm hmm. That could be, for example, 59 and a half, right? When you can start taking money out of IRAs without early withdrawal penalties, um, you know, unless, you know, you want to do a 72T election or something like that. It could be, you know, when you're making a Social Security election, you know, as early as age 62 or as late as age 70, right? Mm-hmm. Every year, you know, it matters, right? And so it could be on there. How about age 65, right? We just talked about that, right? The Medicare. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, right, you know, and, and, you know, you know, do you understand the your um, enrollment, you know, periods for, for Medicare, mm-hmm. for example? We could talk about age 70 and a half. Right. We talk about that all the time. If you there come we... out to our class, we'll talk about it even more. <laughs> OK, <laughs> you'll tell us about the class in the Medicare. Right. Right. So, that you know, age 70 and a half, you know, so so outside of those birthday milestones, you know, that that may, you know, prompt you to do some maintenance on your plan. Um, you know, you, you could also look at just the general, what, you know, uh, in any one year, you know, going through and, you know, you know, what, you know, what should you be doing in January, February? How about March, April, you know, June, you know, going through the year? What are we doing? You know, what about year end planning? You know, you could look at it quarterly. You know, you said sometimes clients try to do it all at once, Gary. Well, other clients maybe try to do it quarterly, you know, and, 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 you know, some clients, very active clients, they may be doing it monthly, right? Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about that and I'll kind of go through a calendar and but I'll, I'm going to go in two month increments Carrie so I'm going to say you know you know you know January February you know March April May June so right. I'm kind of going to walk through that okay but why don't you you know go ahead and give us all right here. I want to remind people you're more than welcome to come in for a free consultation even if your mind's on the holidays right now you can give us a call and get on the schedule even in January and February for a free consultation about your individual questions and concerns. Remember, there's no pressure. We only recommend our services if you're someone who can really benefit from the type of planning that we offer. And we have hourly and retainer options as well. And you can also go to Angie's List or the Better Business Bureau for due diligence. Um, and also, sign. it's not too early to sign up for our free classes. We have Wednesday, January 22nd at 3 o'clock in Middleburg Heights for the IRA Tax Qualified Asset and Roth Planning class. And then on Tuesday, January 28th at 6 o'clock is the retirement planning class for retirees and people nearing retirement and all about issues that impact your lifestyle, long-term financial stability, spending concerns, financial disruptors, costly mistakes, and understanding the tax law changes and the different thresholds that you need to be aware of um, if you don't want to fall into potential traps and problems. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. 
That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So let's, um, but I'm going to carry, I'm going to start with the maintenance calendar right now. Okay. Because we're in November, December or in December, but I mean, so I'm going to start and I'm going to go in two month, you know, cycles, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to start with the last two months of the year because that's what we're working with our clients Mm -hmm. right now. Right. Um, So November, December. So what are we typically working on our clients and maintenance in November, December? Well, a lot about, you know, year end planning, right? You know, that's, you know, again, you know, all through November, if you go back and listen to our podcasts of this radio show, we talked about year end planning cases, you know, um, and, you know, what, you know, and different things that come up. But what are we talking about? Well, you're making sure, you know, you don't miss a required minimum distribution. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, make sure, you know, you know, you should be, you know, checking your cheat sheet, you know, and what do I mean by the cheat sheet? Well, we'll get to that, you mm-hmm. know, but you know, the, you know, the, you should already, you know, before you get to the December, you should know, you should have in your records somewhere in your plan documents, your financial plan documents, exactly what your required minimum distributions are, whether you've done them or not for the year right. and whether you, if you haven't done them yet, you better get them done because we're running out of dates to get them done. And also, do you need to make a withholding election on them? Right. And for some companies already, the date is passed. I mean, we had several companies. The deadline was yesterday, December Uh 13th. It's the same thing if you're thinking of a Roth IRA conversion. You know, that has to be done by December 31st. Now, remember, you know, we've had to, you know, pull the reins back on our clients who want to do their Roth conversions too early in the year because under Trump's new tax law, you know, the Roth recharacterization is no longer available to There's us. There's no do-over. Okay, so we have to be, sometimes we have to wait a little bit longer to make sure there are no surprises like during the year. capital gains, maybe? Okay, so let's talk about the capital gains, right, you know, in other words, you may be trying to get your year-to-date realized capital gains at this point if you're trying to make some final decisions. Or if you've got taxable accounts, are you looking to harvest some losses? Okay, you know, um, now, you know, you know that, that happened, you know, I just, you know, this week, what that's what happened with one of our clients. You know, she were looking at, we're working with her CPA, mm-hmm. and we realized that, you know, based on our current forecast of what we think her taxable income, she's widowed, so, you know, she does, she's a right. single taxpayer, so we were afraid she was getting too close to her Medicare threshold, right. which would, you know, cause her Medicare premiums to go up. You know, remember, your 2019 tax return will tell us what your 2021 Medicare premiums are, but you have to plan accordingly, right? So we said, boy, you know, I wish we had a little bit more cushion. Right. Okay, so we went back to the investment advisor and we said, hey, do you think you can find some losses we can harvest? Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they did. Okay, because she had inherited some stock from her parents, right? A big portion of that was an old blue chip company. Okay. okay. And although she had a, a ton of it, you know, she's, you know, the idea was overweighted, you know, in other mm-hmm. words, with the rest of her portfolio. So the investment advisor that she's using for her own investments has been trying to tell her about that. You know, right. you're, you're overweighted in this one position. You know, also there, there were some, you know, losses in there that, that could be harvested. So now we killed a couple of birds with one stone. So we are able to, you know, sell those shares, okay, harvest the loss. It gives her more cushion for her threshold, and she reduced the risk of being overweighted in one position. See, that's what active planning 
is all right. about in coordination with advisors. Okay, and um, it makes a big difference. Uh, a lot of our clients, because of you know the Trump new tax law, are looking at qualified charitable distributions. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and they have to be done by December thirty first. Right. Okay, um, and so again, you know, you if you're looking to do that. Um, and we've done shows, you know, you, you know, on that. But that's the idea that if you have a required minimum distribution, right. in other words, you're over age seven and a half, and you're also typically give to charity every year. Well, if you're no longer getting the charitable deduction right. anymore on Schedule A, right? Um, here's another opportunity, you know, so that right. you can send money directly from your IRA to your favorite charity. It counts towards your required minimum distribution, but on a tax return, it's a wash. You don't have to report it as taxable Which income. Which can help when you're at the Medicare B threshold. Sometimes we had a client that he had he has multiple IRAs, hadn't done one required minimum, was thinking about giving the church some money. He ended up just this past week doing his minimum required as a qualified charitable distribution, which gave him that cushion to keep him under a Medicare B threshold that we were concerned about, depending on how other things were going to hit his tax return. Right. And he was planning on giving the money to the church anyway after Janu- in January anyway. Right. Also, you know, by doing the QCD maneuver, you're, you're, you're paying Ohio income taxes, right? So it also helps you on Ohio income tax because mm-hmm. remember, it's lowering your federal adjusted gross income, which Ohio starts from. Right. Um, so you get a little, you know, win there as well. Um, how about, you know, cash flow planning, budgeting carry at this time of year? In other words, you know, you know, you want to be thinking about next year's cash flow needs this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because let's say you've got a big purchase plan. Um, let me give you a, an example. Carrie, let's say we have a client who, who's saying, Mark, I'm going to buy a new car in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a cash guy. I buy it. Right. No, don't talk to me about financing. I'm buying it. Cash. Right. Except, I, Mark, I don't have enough cash right now to buy it. So I'm just going to take money out of my IRA. Mm. Okay. Um, well, let's say the car is going to cost. You know, I say, well, how much is your car going to cost? And he said, well, uh, uh, fifty grand, but I'll, I'll get ten for my trade in. Okay, so you're gonna you're looking to raise forty thousand dollars cash. Well, so now we know that now, even though he's not planning on buying the car to next year, we now know the price tag, right? We also know now that he doesn't have the cash to do it. Okay. Or it would it would take his cash reserve too low. That's why we go back to cash reserves, right? So that you can make a, you know a, a purchase um, without having to make a knee jerk reaction. But here's my point: if we know that the forty thousand cash you know is coming out of the IRA, we can run you know a scenario. We can get their CPA, their tax preparer, and say, hey, you know, instead of raising all forty thousand dollars out of the IRA next year, would it be better tax wise if maybe if I raised some of that this year? Hmm. You know, let's say the $40,000, Carrie, takes him over one of those thresholds that he doesn't want to go through. Well, maybe if he could do raise $20,000 this year out of the IRA and then the final $20,000 next year out of the IRA. By the way, there could be only a week's difference there. You could do the first one in the last week of December and the first one and the second one in the first week of January. I mean, it doesn't right. have to be 365 days. We're just trying to split the tax years, right? So the idea is saying 20,000 comes out one tax year, 20,000 in the next tax year. That may be able to keep them under that threshold for both years. That's just a simple example, you know, but that's, you know, active planning, right? Um, so, you know, those are some of the things that we're, you know, working with our clients in November and December, right? Um, now let's just go up. Let's talk about mm-hmm. January, February. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, what are we doing when January and February? Well, one, this is where we're saying, okay, this is where you want to update your net worth, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you're going to be getting all your year-end statements, you know, mm-hmm. before you put them away, let's take an accounting of them. Right. And let's compare your net worth to where the plan projected your net worth to be. Now, I know I hear a lot of you in radio land saying, well, Mark, I don't know where I'm supposed to be anyways. That might be an issue. Well, that's probably because you don't have a good, detailed right. financial plan. You're kind of winging it. Right, which a lot of people do. But uh-huh. how do you know if you're ahead of plan, you're short of plan? Right. It's kind of like, you know, the old, you know, Alice in Wonderland dilemma, right? You know, you know, if you don't know where you're going, you know, any road will take you there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the idea of a financial model, you know, we know all models are wrong, but some are useful, right? So the idea is saying the plan projected your net worth to be at the end of one year, five year, 10 year, however you look at. But now as you get to the end of the year, you want to do an accounting and say, okay, am I on plan? Am I behind plan? Am I ahead of plan? Is it material? Is it immaterial? And if it is material, why? Mm -hmm. Why? Well, if you built your plan right, you'll be able to figure out why. Right. Okay. Now, was it because the investment rate of return that you were assuming didn't prove to be true? Okay. That could be one thing. Mm -hmm. Let's say the investment rate of return was right where you planned it to be. Okay. Well, was it an expense? Right. Did you spend more or or maybe you didn't spend as much? Okay. Um, You know, and, you know, or, you know, or... Sometimes we find we've got a bad assumption in the plan Mm -hmm. because reality is now telling us we have a bad assumption. So maybe we ought to update that assumption for next year. Get Mm -hmm. the bad assumptions out and enter in a better assumption. Okay, so that's, you know, that's it. So it's the roadmap, Carrie. You know, remember, um, you know, MapQuest. Remember Map? I'm not talking about the Garmin Zillow, the GPSs. I'm talking before that. Remember MapQuest? Well, MapQuest was the... I know, but it, it, it wasn't in our, in our hands. No, it was, it was, well, you just, yeah, went online and you typed it. Right. But remember, that was that was, a, that was the most greatest inventions ever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, what it did, what it allow you to do, you put in, you know, you say, okay, this is my destination. Right. So in the financial planning world, that means I don't want to run on money before life, right. right? So you're picking the how long longevity right. plan, do 90, 95, do I hear 100, right? Right. So you know where you want to be at your destination. Right. You know where you are today. You know, I'm leaving my driveway today. Right. And there's my destination. So tell me how to get there. Right. But the beauty of MapQuest, remember, it, it would give you a... a Step by step, right? You know, detailed account. Uh, you know, and you could select: Do you want to avoid highways or tolls, or you <laughs> right. know, yeah. Um, but also, it it had these little tricks for you. Carrie, remember, it was in like, you know, if, if you've gone, if you get to Main Street, you've gone too far. Mm-hmm. They had these little flags, right? So if you were trying to re, you know, trying to watch as you go, and you say, "Uh oh, I just hit Main Street. I missed my turn." It didn't allow you to go too far off path. Right. It had a way to get you if you were a little bit off path. It warned you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we do with financial planning. Having a model is the idea that you're maintain. You have a way of measuring your progress, and you don't get to the point where you're so far off path that you can't get back on. It's making the minor adjustments to get back on path, right? Um, yeah. Also, you know, in, in January, February time frame, this is where, you know, I mentioned the IRA cheat sheet, right? Um, or, you know, no, this is where January, February, you want, if you are, you know, subject to required minimums, 
And let's say you and your spouse and you have multiple IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, mm-hmm. uh, 457s, SEPs, you know, all these qualified plans. And you've got to figure out, oh, I got to get my required minimum out you know, of all these things. You know, January, February is when you want to start that sheet. Mm-hmm. You know, because you want to get, you know, we always recommend you get it right from the custodian's mouth, what your required minimum is. Now, if you want to calculate yourself, that's fine. You know, you use your 1231 balance, right? right. And you look in the uniform life table or, you know, and, and, you know, you do it that way. But we still recommend you get it from the custodian's right. mouth. Right, and some of them will put it on their statements. Yeah, sometimes they send you a letter. Or sometimes there's a form 5498. I don't know. But I'd rather have it them calculate it just to be safe because they're the ones that are going to send reporting to the internal revenue. Right. And so hopefully it's a double check. Right. So, you know, are you calculating right? Or or if it's not and if they calculate a different number than you, then maybe that's a good discussion to have with them. Right. But so, you know, and so you want to lay all those out, Mm -hmm. even though I'm not saying you're ready to make your required minimum distribution. Right. We're just getting prepared. Right. We're getting a list. And, you know, because you may want to co-mingle some of yours, mm-hmm. you know, you got, you know, and but the idea is you've got a list laid out. It's a, this is more important the more you have. Right. If you have one IRA, it's not that big of an issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you got multiple, it could be an issue, right? So you've got your cheat sheet where you say, okay, these are all my required minimums I need to do this year. Right. Now it's that you're ready to start planning. Okay. When and where am I going to take it this year? Okay. Um, so that, that all you can start working on in January and February. Um Okay, so then you get into March and April, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now we're in tax season, right? Okay. So in tax season, all right, um, what are we doing now? Well, it's getting more complicated every year, it seems, Carrie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so this is where obviously one is you're gathering all the information. Okay. Um, and, you know, part of that is making sure now that, you're getting all your 1099s in that mm-hmm. you're expecting. So this is where your, you know, your cheat sheet comes back into play, right? right? Um, because you've got last year's cheat sheet on your IRA distributions and where you at and how you actually filled it out, where you took your required minimums, which ones you did withholding on federal, Ohio, et cetera. So now you pull out last year's cheat sheet as the 1099 hours are coming in. And you know what? You check them off. Mm-hmm. Did I get this one? Company A. Yep. Company B. Oops. I don't have company C. Hmm. Maybe I ought to call them and see why I don't have my 1099R yet. Okay. Um, if you have inherited IRAs, if you inherit, if, if you, if you had, uh, I'm not talking about a, a spousal, right? You're, mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about a non-spouse beneficiary. If you uh, were, had the benefit of inheriting any type of tax deferred asset. Um, you know, whether it be a, a 401k, 403b, uh, IRA, what have you, um, you have a required minimum distribution, even though you're not 70 and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so don't forget about those. All right. Um, and you remember, you can't commingle those with your own. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to be done separately. You know, if you are over 70 and a half and you have a required minimum on your own. Um, so, you know, the, um, So, you know, you're looking at that. You're also, you know, getting into um, the April time frame. You have to make your final decisions on the previous years, you know, you know, IRA contributions or mm-hmm. Roth IRA 
contributions, right, or health savings account. Remember, those are the ones that you have until April 15th of the year following the calendar year to still do them. Okay. So this is where, um, you know, you want to, you know, don't forget about that. And a lot of times, Carrie, we have, you know, new clients coming in. They forget, they know they can do their owns, but they forget they can do a spouse's, you know, a spousal contribution. Right. Even if the spouse isn't working. You know, obviously you need earned income to be able to fund an IRA contribution or a Roth IRA contribution or, you know, or to fund a health savings account. You have to be qualified for that. You know, you have to be in a a high deductible health insurance plan and, and all that good stuff. And remember, there's limitations on how much you can do in all these things. And I'm not getting into that today. You know, come to the class. Carrie, I'll let you announce the class is coming up. But okay. come to the class and, and we'll have the tables, you know, the updated IRS tables saying what those new, uh, you know, contribution levels are for 2020. Okay. Or in this case, if you're still planning on funding 2019s before April 15th of 2020, right? Um also, too, when you get your when you're getting to the point where whether you're doing it yourself or working with a tax preparer, you're getting to the point where you've got the the form the the, the return done, and you're ready to push the button, Gary. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, before you push the button to send, all right. Um, you know, if you have an overpayment, right? Okay. What did the robot default you to do? Is it, does the robot assume you want a refund? Um, is the robot defaulting, assuming you want a credit carry for it? Did the robot forget to ask you what you wanted to do with it? Okay. So a lot of times, you know, you want to review that in any year. Now, some years it's not an issue because you're not getting a refund. Right. As a matter of fact, we don't want any of our clients getting a refund. We'd much rather have our clients owe money on April 15th. Not but that they owe too much. They're I was penalized. Say, oh, without penalty. Right. And not that it's a surprise. See, our clients right now know what they're going to owe on April 15th. Right. And we have people that they've met their, we've talked about safe harbors, that they've met their previous. They know they have until April 15th to come up with the cash they need to pay the premium, but they don't need to do any more maneuvers. It's going to just create more taxes. Some people right. say, well, well, I could do a withdrawal to make sure all my taxes are paid. And we said, why would you? Create, create more. income to pay more taxes just to owe the government more. Yeah. So that, that's planning. That's active planning. That's working with your CPAs and working with your investment advisors. You know, and, 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 and if you don't know how to do that, see, that's what we're very good at, the estate planning team, is the idea of coordinating advisors. We know what questions you need to be asking your other advisors. Um, so the idea is, you know, maybe in one, depending on that year's circumstances, you might not want to get the refund. You might would rather have the credit carry for it. Um, you know, so those are, you know, things you could be doing. Um, if you plan on extending your tax return mm-hmm. on April 15th, right? And get that automatic extension, right? To October 15th. Remember that doesn't extend the time to pay your tax. <laughs> okay. It Wouldn't just, that be nice? Yeah. You know, so you may have to still come up with a pretty good estimate of what taxes you owe on April 15th. Um, because if you're short, you know, remember, your safe harbors only take you to April 15th. Right. Your safe harbors don't protect you to the extended October 15th. Right. So you may have to make an extension payment, okay, to, to make sure, you know, you're, you're still in good standing with the uh, IRS. Um, 
April 1st, Carrie, I kind of skipped over that. I'm already at April 15th, right? Mm-hmm. April 1st, it could be a, a, a major milestone for you. If Carrie, what if you turned age 70 and a half in the previous calendar year and you had not done your first required minimum distribution yet, you've got to get it done, you know, by April 1st. All right. Um, And I think a lot of people get that confused with April 15th. mm -hmm. Um, Let's see if there's another one here. I'll do one more, Carrie. Mark, I'm going to go back to March and then uh, you can give the. Give the idea when the the classes are coming up. Um, March fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say you're still working, Carrie, and you have a flexible spending account. Okay. And your company um, allows the grace period. So normally, now I'm not talking about the health savings account anymore. I'm talking about a flexible spending account. Those are normally, Carrie, you have to spend the money. Or you lose or it. Or you lose it. But because so many people were losing it because they weren't spending it right. by December 31st, the government allows a grace period. Okay. That grace period goes to March 15th. Okay. But your company has to allow it as well. Okay. Okay. But if that's the case, you know, that's another uh, deadline that you're saying, okay, you know, are you watching that in March? All right. Those are things, those are just examples of different things that we help people with and issues they face as well as financial disruptors. Remember, we've been around more than 34 years helping people solve problems, save money, use opportunities, and we are a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planner. We offer the free consultation by phone or in person. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights and we have offices around the greater Cleveland area that you're welcome to come in and see what we're about and if we can help you. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. Remember, we have the January planning classes scheduled. They're free to attend and there's a great workbook included and we do ask that you pre-register we have the ira tax qualified asset and roth planning class on wednesday the 22nd at three o'clock in middleburg heights and then the retirement planning class for people nearing or approaching retirement um on tuesday january 28th at six o'clock also in middleburg heights again details and the topics are on the website at financialfoodforthought.com also previous shows there's a link on our website to the podcast or you can sign up for newsletters um, that include the classes that we do as well as tax law changes and other helpful information as we get it and that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com all right, so listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're going through a maintenance planning calendar. You know, things that we've been helping our clients do financial planning maintenance for decades. And we like to think of it as a calendar basis, you know, what you should be doing during the year, getting into these cycles. So we already talked about the year-end cycle, right, in November, December, and we just talked about the end of the year cycle where you're, you know, reconciling your year end net worth and you're getting your new RMDs and all that good stuff. And we just went through the, you know, March, April, which is the tax season cycle, right? And things you got to watch out for there. So now we're getting to the summer doldrums, Carrie, right? Mm -hmm. So May and June. um, All right. Well, you're on vacation in May and June, so you're not doing anything. Okay. Well, not really. Um, You know, again, the year is getting half done. Have you had any surprises? You know, a mid-year review, right? Okay. Um, If you are making quarterly estimates for taxes, you know, our clients, you know, some of them still follow that. 
uh, you have a second quarter estimate, right? So you might mm-hmm. want to be, you know, in June fifteenth, right? Mm-hmm. So you may want to reviewing that with your tax preparer. Okay, you may want to, you know, a lot of times we're saying, you know, you you may want to start zeroing in on if you're not making quarterly estimates, Carrie, do you have enough withholding going on? Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're working, you know, and withholding from W-2 payrolls, you know, or, pensions. or, or if you're retired and you're making withholding elections on pensions or uh, social, no, don't forget, don't, you can have uh, social security do federal withholding. See, a lot of people don't know that, Gary. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the default. You have to, you know, tell them you want it. Then they won't do Ohio withholding, right? but they will do federal withholding if you want. Um, you know, or if you're planning on, you know, doing your withholding through IRA distributions or, you know, those types of, or annuity distributions. Um, so yeah, so, you know, that's why, you know, so, you know, that's the idea, you know, that you, you want to start zeroing those things as you get into the second half of the year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the idea, remember I talked before about, you know, you want to build up your cash reserve. See, if you are entering the year, entering January with a good cash reserve, Okay, Um, that that gives you the flexibility that you don't have to make any major decisions in the first, you know, six months Mm -hmm. of the current year. Right. You know, the idea is saying that, um, you you know, what you're doing is saying, okay, I'm just going to have enough cash that if I have an emergency or something, I can rely on my cash reserve. And because I don't really know how much I want to take out of IRAs. I don't really know how much I want withholding right now. I don't want to pay the government too early anyways for withholding. Right. I, I, as long as it's withheld by December 31st, the government treats it coming evenly all year. So maybe I want to do my withholding in the latter part of the year as right. opposed to the beginning part of the year. So the idea is, you know, you start coming, you know, you start, you know, reconciling that as you get to mid-year. Okay. Um and that's, you know, and, and then you're, you're, you start setting up and if you, and that still leaves you like six months to, to change your uh, withholding, whether you're getting, you know, payroll, mm-hmm. you know, biweekly, what have you, or whether you're getting a pension, you still have six months of pension that you can adjust the withholding on. Or if you're planning on, you know, the IRA distributions, you now are zeroing in. Now I got to start thinking not only what do I need for cash flow or what I need to meet my required minimum, mm-hmm. but also how much do I need for withholding? Um, and again, now with Ohio, you know, we, we talk a lot about Ohio being, you know, Ohio taxpayers here. You remember, Ohio doesn't require the custodians to support Ohio withholding. Okay. Now, most pensions do. We already told you Social Security doesn't. Mm -hmm. What about your IRA? Well, you need to ask your custodian. It depends. Some do, some don't. Yeah. Since Ohio doesn't require it, it's more of a customer service. Right. And those are things... um that we help people deal with. Remember, we have a we offer a free consultation where you can come out to our planning classes. We'd love to see you in the new year. Um, and you can call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. We have a little bit of time left here. So I'm not going to get through the whole year. I knew I right. wouldn't, um, but we'll we'll keep this going. We got through the, you know, most of it. We still mm-hmm. have 4 months to go. Yeah. Did you get your Christmas tree yet, Gary? No, this is the latest I've ever. I'm hoping to get it up today or tomorrow. Well, I have new puppies, so I've been debating, like... So you're going with the fake or you're going with the real? Oh, um, I was going to think about a real, and I'm just going to go with... I have a couple of fake ones, so 
I am, but... A strong tradition. Well, they're saying that the Christmas tree industry is banking on the environmentally conscious millennials to save it. Okay. The real Christmas tree, you know, the live Christmas tree. Right. Well, I would think fake Christmas trees would be better then because... Well, that's... But, see, millennials know now that's not the case because all those fake Christmas trees are going to wind up in a... Yeah, but how many years do you use them? I mean, I've kept my tree for 20 years. Well, there, how many million of millennials are there yeah. going to be, Carrie? Um, you know, so... Or I thought about one of those trees with the bulb one year, and then I could replant somewhere. So I would think that would make more sense. Uh, because fake ex, you know, Christmas trees were threatening the real Christmas tree industry. You know, since 1992, about a 30% increase in the artificial trees. Um, let's see. So more than 95 million American homes had trees in 2018. About 75% of them were fake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but demand for real trees is picking right. up. Okay. Okay. Um, and they're saying it's because millennials now are realizing that it may be more environmentally better than, mm. you know, and they want to go back to that tradition of, you know, they grew up with right. real trees. See, your generation, Carrie, blew it. You know, so yeah. you, you know, because, you know, you, you didn't have any. Well, we had uh, real trees, but then I had a mini fake tree in my room always, or we, like, and I have a couple. Usually I put up two trees in my house, and neither have gone up. So have you ever heard of the Christmas tree ship? No. Okay. So for nearly 30 years, the schooner Ruth Simmons brought Christmas trees, okay, mm-hmm. from northern Michigan and Wisconsin to the city of Chicago. Okay. And okay. gave it away to people? Now, it would be, you know, so this ship would come in, it would be decorated with Christmas lights, and the public was invited to come aboard and purchase balsam and pine trees, garland, wreaths, and decorations. Also, it was dubbed the Christmas tree ship. And because, you know, eventually, though, the poorer residents who couldn't afford them, the captain uh, would be giving some away to them, right, for free. Mm -hmm. Okay, the ship sank November 23rd, 1912. The captain and all the crew died. Oh, that's horrible. Okay, but they kept the tradition going. Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.